Very unfortunately, uh, we all go through stress. We can't avoid it. So today I'm going to talk about how uh, stress can rob you of certain nutrition. Now, of course, we all know that junk foods will do it. Uh, a lack of eating the right foods will do it. But stress also will deplete you of many different nutrients. I want to discuss that so you can avoid that because once you're deficient in certain nutrients, the deficiency itself can alter your ability to, to react to stress and recover from stress. First, let's dive into the deficiencies that can be created from stress. And I think you already know that stress can also cause disease too, right? It can cause ulcers, heart attacks. It can cause osteoporosis. It can cause high blood pressure. It can cause anxiety, depression, all sorts of mood problems. And it can also suppress your immune system to the point where you develop infections or maybe a virus that was in remission comes out of remission. Then when people are under stress, a lot of times they'll take a medication that deals with anxiety or depression. Well, like if you take an SSRI, that alone can create a deficiency of certain nutrients, specifically vitamin B2 and coenzyme Q10. And other uh, mood-altering medications can deplete you of vitamin B6. So here you are trying to take something to handle the mood when it creates more of a deficiency, which gives you more of that mood problem. So this video is more about the person who is under this sustained chronic mental stress. The top two or actually three nutrients that will be deficient, magnesium, number one, zinc, number two, and number three is B1, thiamine. The effects that magnesium and zinc and B1 can give you are anti-anxiety and anti-stress. Now, when we're dealing with stress, we're really dealing with the adrenal gland and the two main stress hormones involved are number one, cortisol. And this is one of my favorite books on uh, cortisol, SIBA, Collection of Medical Illustrations, Volume 4, Endocrine System. And it goes through all the effects that happen when you have too much cortisol. And when we're talking about nutrient deficiencies, we're talking mainly about uh, the loss of potassium, as well as the retention of sodium, okay? And that's going to give you hypertension. So the more stress someone has, the more potassium they need, and they don't need to be consuming a lot of salty foods, which is pretty much the opposite of what most people do. They might get home from a stressful day and have salty chips, and all these salty snacks are very low in potassium. In fact, the more stress you go through, and this is very important, the more you need to eat healthy. Okay, you should just probably write that down. The more stress that I go through, the better my diet should be. Unfortunately, most people don't do that. They go for the sweets, they go for alcohol, they go for junk foods. When you're under stress, you should not cut back on your protein. You should maybe increase your protein, uh, primarily things like red meat or uh, some type of meat that has zinc, it has amino acids, it has the B vitamins like B1, things like that, combined with big leafy green salads to give you the potassium and magnesium that you need. So definitely avoid sugar if you're going through stress. Um, just as a side note to that, it's very interesting to observe the nutritional deficiencies that occur with consuming sugar are very similar to the nutritional deficiencies that occur when you're under stress. So apparently both of those items create this oxidative stress in your body and deplete you of the same nutrients. Now, another key nutrient 
to allow cortisol to work properly. And cortisol has everything to do with reacting to stress. So let's say if you stood up really fast and you got dizzy and you fainted, that means your cortisol is not really working that well. Your body cannot adapt appropriately to this stress state. Now, it can also be adrenaline as well. So you have both of those hormones involved in the stress response. And the key vitamin for that is B5. So B5 keeps the cortisol in balance. It keeps the inflammation down. It's really good for wound healing and many other things. And another point on this uh, book here on the cortisol is if you are under chronic stress, you may deplete your amino acids. And that's why you should maybe not go low with your proteins, have more high quality protein. Not excessive, but just sufficient amounts. Two other uh, nutrients that get uh, depleted when you go through chronic stress, calcium and vitamin D. And this is why a person can end up, especially after menopause, with osteopenia. So calcium and vitamin D. Vitamin D is important for the immune system. Vitamin D is important for pain, inflammation, preventing high blood pressure. And calcium is also important, not just for bone, but for many different things. And just as a side note to that, if you are deficient in calcium, you may find that you have this chronic cough, okay? And you may find that um, you're tired, but you just can't go to sleep. There's something preventing you from just drifting off into a nice, relaxed sleep. That's a calcium deficiency. Uh, not to mention, you could have cramps as well. That could be a calcium or a magnesium deficiency. Now, I talked a little bit about cortisol, but adrenaline is the other hormone. Too much adrenaline can deplete you of, and I already mentioned this, vitamin D, as well as vitamin C. So we do need vitamin C for adrenal uh, help, especially to make enough adrenaline. And this is all about being able to react to stress correctly, but not just that, your ability to recover from stress as well. So the vitamin C is a precursor for certain hormones and neurotransmitters. If you were to measure this whole stress and recovery situation, you're basically measuring the autonomic nervous system that splits up into two parts, the sympathetic, which is a flight or fight, and then over here you have the parasympathetic, which is rest and digest. And there is a great tool that uses HRV, heart rate variability. Now, I may, at the time of you watching this video, have information on where you can get your own device to do your own research on your own body. Um, but if I don't, I will very soon. And you can get this device, and I use it in practice, that can help you find out where you are at in this stress response. Because over time, maybe you had a really good response, and then it's gotten kind of weaker and weaker and weaker to the point where it's, it's not very good. You can actually visualize that. You can also look at and visualize the power of reacting to stress, your power of doing that, as well as your recovery reserves, okay? That is important information to know what you should be doing exercise-wise and what you should be doing nutrient-wise as well. As you go through that, it's important to be able to know physically what's going on with your body and have a feedback tool so you can see if what you're doing is working or not. So there's a couple things I would highly recommend that you do. The more stress you go through, the better you eat. The more stress you go through, the better you work on your sleep. The more stress you go through, the more exercise that you do to release the stress. 
And like I said before, you can't escape stress. A little bit of stress is good, but this chronic stress is terrible. And most of the stress right now is being put out in the environment. And a lot of it, unfortunately, is manufactured. If you were just to watch, you know, hours and hours of the news every day, you'd probably be underneath your bed in a state of fear. And what that does as a consequence to your physical body, it's just not healthy.